Hi, this is Ed Nichols, superintendent of Madison City Schools, and you are sitting with the soup. It's the Madison City School podcast where we bring information concerning our school district and give you a deeper understanding of the great programs and other activities in Madison City Schools. Today, I'm glad to have uh, folks with me to talk about pre-K in Madison City Schools. And so I have uh, Melissa Mims, who coordinates our elementary education, and Nicole Phillips, that is our uh, principal at the pre-K center, soon to be in a new location, and Lisa Corlin, who is one of our pre-K teachers. Hello. How are you all? Good. You all look a little shocked on the (laughs) microphone, as most people, but I think we'll be fine. Um, You know, most folks out here listening may have a an understanding a little bit about pre-K. Uh, Melissa, uh, tell us just a little bit about the age groups and and how folks get up to be a part of uh, their child being in the pre-K. Okay. First class pre-K is made available for four-year-olds um, through grants that we submit to um, the Office of Child Development and the in Montgomery. Um, they have to be four before on on or before September 1st to be considered for the program, but they are selected through a random selective group drawing once the parents fill out the pre-registration that is now open through the um, through March 17th. Well, that's good timing then if it's through March 17th. Isn't that right? I don't know. We get this out, they'll get, uh, they'll get a day or two notice. How about that? Rachel is here with us and she and Russell coordinate our podcast so uh, so the, the 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 state department uh, has an initiative of pre-k funds are available and school districts and other entities Nicole and Melissa yeah. and Lisa apply for those get get a grant uh, to establish a pre-k unit and we have 12 of those I believe in Madison City Schools and that that money funds a teacher and funds uh, a teacher's aid for 18 students, I believe, in each class. And, um, and so, Nicole, talk a little bit about um, our current setup and, and those 12 that we have. Okay, we currently have uh, 12 pre-K classrooms. Nine of them are located at the pre-K center, and three of them are currently in Rainbow Elementary. Each Which is right next door, Right next folks door, don't know that. Right next door. Um, We have two teachers in each classroom and 18 students, as Dr. Nichols said. One, uh, the lead teacher is a certified teacher in early childhood education, and the auxiliary teacher is a teacher that holds credentials either in um, child development or early childhood uh, also. Um, As Ms. Mims said, uh, registration, pre-registration is now open for the upcoming school year, and we currently have 398 students pre-registered for pre-K, and we will draw for 216 open slots that we currently have uh, for the next school year. So that will leave us, um, what, about 178 or 79, 80 slots that we will not be able to fill? Correct. We will draw those names also at the random selection drawing on April 24th. 
um, and we will draw those names to order our wait list. And then anytime a student withdraws for any reason, we will fill that spot from the wait list because we maintain those 18 students in every classroom throughout the year. Now, what's, what some folks may be aware of is there are other pre-K programs in the district that are not part of the four-year-old uh, office, I wouldn't say Office of School Readiness uh, right. uh, programs, and those are early childhood programs that are through our special ed department where we do child fine, and then we put students that come to those programs with what the typical peers and balance those out, and they do three and four-year-olds. Some of those are partial day programs, um, but this is a totally different group. This is this is the pre-K four-year-old uh, developed, and and right now we have a redesign, and um, right now we're in the deconstruction, I think we would call it, of the new pre-K center, which will be housed at the West Madison location, elementary school location. Um, and once we move there, then we would be able to expand from the 12 first class pre-Ks up to 21 maybe. So that would give us possibly nine or 10 more uh, at 18 in a class, if we had that right now, we would be pretty close to that wait list. Correct. And what some parents may not realize, Dr. Nichols, is that they can pre-register for both programs. They can pre-register their child for the Early Beginnings Program and for the Alabama First Class Pre-K Program. And uh, we both select through random selection drawing. Um, and that's required that, by the state. That's not a Madison City requirement that's a part of the of the first class pre-k that, that there are uh, random drawings correct to receive their grants we have to follow those guidelines for selection um, and so you know if a student is selected in both programs then they can accept one and decline the sure. other so that that gives a little more opportunity and additional chance to get a spot if they go ahead and register pre-register for both programs so so lisa let me get into the classroom okay okay um if, if they haven't had a student in pre-k they may not understand the curriculum they may not understand what the focus of the four-year-old pre-k is so talk a little bit about you know what what is the goal of, of pre-k um, and and why is this so important well I think in North Alabama we have a lot of great options for preschool but our um, consistent wait list really shows that our program really shines in this area um, we align ourselves with the um, standards for early learning um, and development. So there's a, the state has outlined, Correct. Uh, just as we do for other grade levels and the courses of study, there are guidelines and a mm -hmm. rubric of what we really want these students to learn in this, in this four-year-old year. Right, correct. Um, we... Um, daily, do daily documentations with Teaching Strategies Gold, and I told Ms. Phillips that I wanted to bring up that, you know, it it is obviously a play-based um, environment, but we take 6,900, over 6,900 pieces of documentation every year. So we are really tracking their progress in things, um, first and foremost, social and emotional development, physical development, fine motor development, gross motor development, literacy, math, um, all of the things that you would see in a typical classroom, um, we're already at the age of four tracking those. And it just really helps once they enter that kindergarten classroom, it really helps the kindergarten teacher to really ascertain if they do have more needs 
um, in the classroom, and um, it's really an amazing, it's really an amazing environment because unlike elementary schools, all the teachers there are teaching on the same grade level. So we're really, you know, a team of everyone who's who has the same goal in mind. So we hear a lot about the Literacy Act. Correct. And we hear a lot about the New Numeracy Act. And, and the state has passed a Literacy Act where students that are not proficient and on grade level by grade three could be held back. So backing that up into pre-K, talk to me a little bit about um, reading and language development and even mathematic development for these students and, and what's happening with them. Well, our biggest thing in pre-K is really just conversation. Most people don't realize that most of your literacy skills start in conversation. So that's really why it's really an emergent, um, we're really immersive with language in the classroom. We have, um, in our curriculum, we have two planned purposeful read-alouds. We teach the children. Um, even beginning basic skills that you don't realize. Where do I start reading? What do the words look like? Um, what do the pictures of this story portray? Um, and it follows into other things, such as um, with our Hegarty curriculum, we use the same Hegarty curriculum that is used in all of um, Madison City Elementary Schools. That's doing um, rhyming skills, initial sound skills, letter recognition. So it really is, it, it really starts at the basic conversation level, which is where all, most of those concepts start so, so, through the year. You know, we hear a lot about pedagogical vocabulary when we get to elementary children and reading skills, but there's a conversational vocabulary Correct. that is really a foundation even of, of a reading literacy pedagogical vocabulary. Correct. And Correct. so the pre-K, my understanding is right, the pre-K spends time working and developing those conversational skills to prepare that 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 kindergarten experience where you begin to really get into functional Correct. Uh, reading. Although I'm sure there are pre-K students who probably most of them already some, read before they get there. <laughs> you do get some early readers, and that's great. But really, what we want to focus on is just the process of them understanding that print has meaning, and that really is your fundamental beginning of all literacy. And it's very much, we talk a lot about self-talk. Um, describe what you drew. Describe what you want to say. So all that it, it really um, goes back to that just conversational skill. And I think a lot of conversation now with parents being busy and everything, it's lost. Mm -hmm. So we really... Um, we really take pride in in just really being immersive with the children and, and conversing with them. And there and there possible. are motor skills, Nicole. There are, yeah. there are motor skills right, that that need right. to be developed during this time period. We really focus on kindergarten readiness, and the Office of School Readiness defines that with four major goals, and that's an enthusiasm for learning, the ability to function in a social setting, age-appropriate communication and problem-solving, and also optimal health. So we focus on those four areas that we feel like that covers the whole child. For optimal health, we do multiple health screenings during the school year and focus on gross motor and fine motor. Um, as far as communication, Ms. Corlin talked a lot about that, but then leading into the math skills is the problem-solving aspect of that. Um, and then, of course, you know, 
how can they function in a social setting when they um, really focus on the classroom family and, and how do we connect and respond to each other when we're happy or when we're upset? How do we regulate right. our feelings and work in social situations? And then, of course, like just to create an enthusiasm for learning. I mean, this is this is the first time most of our students and our families are introduced to school in a structured setting and definitely the first time they're introduced to our school district and the expectations of Madison City Schools as a whole. So, you know, we just want to develop that and set that foundation and develop that enthusiasm for learning early on. So, so I'm one of the 180 and, I, and I'm not in pre-K. What can I do to make sure that my child is ready for kindergarten? Are there, are there, you talked about a readiness list. You talked about four areas. Do we communicate that with, with the community outside of the pre-K to, to give them an idea of what to work on? And what could, what could I do if my child was, uh, was not getting that opportunity? That's a question that I really get a lot right after right after the drawing. And, you know, we do talk about um, having conversations with your children. Just talk with your children. Read with your children. Make sure, we do encourage them to have these, um, the, the health checkups with their pediatricians and those things. Um, and then just expose them in the community. Our community has a wealth of community activities. And so the more they can connect with those kind of things, that uh, helps the social aspect to grow. So we, we do uh, promote um, a lot of community things in that way. And then just uh, as Ms. Corlin talked about, the language development, the best thing a parent can do is read, talk, sing, uh, poems, nursery rhymes, all of those things can contribute to language development. Okay. Well, great. Um, Ms. Mims, anything you'd like to add about pre-K? Well, I'll just add on to what Ms. Phillips just said, but our Madison City Schools website is a public site, and there is a parent mm -hmm. page for elementary instruction on that, and that also has other links related to math and um, technology and ELA that parents could use as a resource as well. So if, so if I'm looking to make sure my child is ready for kindergarten, I'm not in the pre-K. They are located on our website, uh, Madison City Schools, there's a link for parents, and in that link would be some pre-K, uh, maybe some support and information uh, there that parents could look for. Okay. Well, that's great because, uh, you know, um, y'all talking about all those fine motor skills, it makes me sit here and think about my grandmother Nichols, and, <laughs> and I used to sit on her when I was a little three- and four-year-old, and she lived with us for a while, and I can remember, you know, I always thought she just was hard on me about drawing in the lines on the crayon coloring book because she was just particular. But I, actually, she was developing my fine motor skills and uh, and keeping me in the lines and uh, and spending time reading to me and doing those types of things. And uh, looking back on it now, she was my pre-K teacher. Uh, we didn't even have kindergarten back then. Let's not get there. But, um, well, that's great. Well, ladies, thank you so much. Um, I hope folks in our community now have an, an understanding, a better understanding of that um, what our pre-K center is doing and working with. We look so forward to 
the new facility. It will have, uh, Ms. Phillips, we're going to have a, a gym. Yeah. You haven't had that. No. Uh, we're going to have a multi-purpose room for different types of things, uh, even, um, you know, partial library and, and other opportunities for our kids. And, uh, and so, you know, uh, we're, we're making about an $8.5 million investment to develop and expand our pre-K footprint across the district, and that'll be very exciting um, for, for us in the district and to allow more students the opportunity uh, to participate in, uh, in this program. So I uh, certainly appreciate uh, what each of you do and who you represent and our teachers at our school. Uh, and uh, I hope the folks and the listeners have just gotten a little better insight into, uh, into the pre-K education programs and, and also resources that maybe are out there for them, um, you know, to get their kids ready. So, well, as always, I appreciate uh, Rachel Gibbs here today, Russell Johnson, uh, who's here uh, helping us with the podcast, John Peck, who is always here getting news out on the community. And uh, it's always a pleasure to tell the great programs and activities in our school district and the tremendous people that we have. So you've been sitting with the soup. This is Ed Nichols in Madison City Schools. Have a great day.